I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional, Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Well, hello and welcome back. Our Friday episodes have been to focus on how pet sitters have been doing around the globe as the global pandemic has unfolded. Some of the stories that we've been hearing have been about the importance of community, not just to us as businesses, but to us personally. Today, Natalie Durack, owner of Happy Hounds Pet Sitting, joins us to tell the story of how she's contributed to the community on the Gold Coast and what it's been like experiencing this pandemic in Australia. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. So basically, I have Happy Hounds Dog Walking and Pet Sitting, and we are on the Gold Coast, Australia. So that's the eastern side of the country, um, just under Brisbane. So we offer dog walking, pet sitting, and house sitting. So that's daily visits and overnight stays. We occasionally do longer drop-ins, so we kind of call that the daycare, but it's around like two to five hour visits that we come in and sit with the dogs, especially if the ones that have a separation anxiety and they need someone there. We tend not to do that too much. So we mainly focus on the the dog walking, daily visits and overnight stays. So I know we're talking about COVID-19 today. So I was curious if there's anything about Australia or the Gold Coast specifically that maybe the international, the US listeners should know about to help us understand how COVID-19 has been with you guys? Yeah, so from what I understand, um, our, what we've been experiencing is quite different to what you guys in the US have been experiencing and also the world. I think um, our government was really onto it quite early on. So we actually haven't had that many cases compared to a lot of countries. I think all up we've had about 7,000 cases and just under 100 people pass away. So that's, yeah, not too much compared to, I understand, what the United States and the UK are going through. So we've kept it quite minimal. Um, so we did have quite an early on response. So that involved a lockdown, but not that like we couldn't go out. People could still go to work if they couldn't work from home. Um, you could still go out for exercise and whatnot, still go to the shop. So it wasn't that strict. Uh, But people did really well um, in terms of adhering to those laws and really rallying behind the community and nurses, doctors, anyone in the healthcare sector. um, I think they did really well with that. So I don't think we've had too much of an impact as to what some other countries have had. Um, due to that early response, I think. Now, one of the things that I know has been a big discussion over here in the States has been whether pet care industry is considered essential or non-essential. Did you guys have that debate and how did that impact you? Yeah. So again, it's uh, it's actually really different here in Australia. Um, from what I've heard from your podcast, the um, pet care industry is huge in the United States. I think one of mm-hmm. your previous podcasts, I think it was from the City Dog Walker. Yes, City Dog Pack. There was something that he said. It was like you can't be on one street in New York and not like see another dog walker. I think that's Mm -hmm. what he's. Whereas here, it's completely not like that. It's not a huge industry over here. There aren't that many people, I don't think, that do it compared to the United States. So a lot of people in my industry weren't really sure. Like I didn't hear anything. Um, We weren't even considered... Um, in the list of like businesses that could and could not operate. Um, so a lot of us were just kind of winging it. <laughs> um, 
I, there was one point where I was trying to just find a list of people who could travel and because the police was occasionally pulling people over um, on the side of the road just to like see where they were going. And I just wanted to double check that, you know, if I did get pulled over, we were on the right side of the law. Um, and yeah, we weren't in the list of people that could or could not travel. Um, I think the closest one to us was a zoo or a vet clinic. And we were hmm. obviously neither of those things, but that was right. the closest <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and they were essential. So we just kind of assumed that we were, I mean, we we're caring for animals and we have a lot of healthcare workers as our clients. And so they obviously still need somebody to come in and check on their pets. So, yeah, we kind of classed ourselves as essential, but still obviously taking all the precautions that we need to. Yeah, I was going to say, and I thought we had it confusing over here where different states and different areas were declaring it essential versus not essential, but you were just completely in the dark because you weren't even considered in all of those discussions. So that would be quite an interesting place to be. Yeah, we were just, um, yeah, we heard nothing. There was, you know, everyone's kind of focusing on the cafes and the restaurants, the gyms and whatnot. So those are kind of the bigger industries over here. So, um, yeah, we didn't really know what we were doing, but um, just trying to go. Everyone doesn't, you know, no one's really sure. Like I called up the, um, the local council and the local MP and he wasn't sure either. So, you know, it's a first for everyone. So you just got to kind of... Um, make it work as you can but you haven't had any problems moving about the city or continuing to work up until this point no not at all i haven't had anyone no one said i shouldn't be working haven't been pulled over by the police at all no Hmm. one said anything it's been quite the opposite most people have been supportive to promise Uh, speaking of support i was also curious um what kind of government support has been available to you or or not during this time yeah, so as I mentioned at the beginning, the um, government's been really good and, like, their early-on response has been amazing. Um, a lot of our um, tourism industry and our cafes, hotel orders, tourism, cafes, restaurants, they're all quite negatively impacted, obviously. They're not getting much business. We rely quite heavily on tourism, especially up north with the Great Barrier Reef. Um, and we also had the bushfires earlier in the year, so down south. So I'm just I'm in Queensland on the border, kind of, um, and New South Wales is just below us. And that area down the bottom of New South Wales was quite badly hit with the bushfires, and they relied heavily on tourism. And so hopefully that's now stopped as well. So they kind of had you know a double whammy. The bushfires are now there. Yeah. Um, so they've suffered through quite a bit down there, especially. Um, but the government has been pretty good in terms of the COVID response with the government, um, it's called JobKeeper and there's another one called JobSeeker. It's like um, the welfare payouts to people and to businesses that have experienced 30% loss of income over this time. So anybody that's any small business, you've got to meet certain criteria, obviously, but most businesses that have experienced a 30% loss in um, income are entitled to um, a sum each fortnight or week. I can't remember how much it was. It was $750, I think, a week or a fortnight, $750. I'm not quite sure what that is in um, US dollars, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's pretty good. I mean, and I I think quite a lot of businesses, I think over 850,000 businesses, I think, small businesses have applied for that. Wow. Um, So, yeah, overall, I think the government's doing a pretty good job and they've had um, quite a lot of praise for that. It's been good. 
you mentioned that just south of you has really had a double whammy with those brush fires and now COVID-19. So what's the conversation been like uh, in the community wise, as far as um, coming together and supporting each other, you know, time and time again this year? Yeah. So actually after the bushfires, we had a initiative that kind of went round. Um, It was um, like bringing your esky. Um, I can't remember what you guys call that. You call them eskies in the United States. They're um, like freezer boxes. Is that? I don't know if that's what you call them. <laughs> Just something <laughs> to keep them cold in, like stuff oh, cold. Cooler. Yeah, we call them okay. coolers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's it. So that was kind of the initiative going on straight after the bushfires, in that people were just to drive down. From, from wherever you are in Australia, from me, it's probably at least like a 12-hour drive. Um, and <laughs> we have a very big country. Mm-hmm. And um, so just taking your cooler boxes and supporting those local businesses down there, you know, buying products, buying local sustainable products. Mm. Um, but since COVID, that's kind of put a stop to all that because we've closed all our state borders. So I can't get from Queensland to New South Wales unless I have a permit. And, because I'm working on something down this, down in um, New South Wales, so we can't sure. do that anymore. Um, but you know, we can still order things online from their websites, which we've been doing and giving them shout outs on social media. Um, but I mean, there's also tons of businesses around my area that are also suffering because of COVID. So it's really hard trying to find a balance between supporting your local businesses and then people a little bit further down south, which have you know also had it worse i guess because of the fires everyone's in need at the moment so striking a balance and supporting everyone's a little bit tricky you have some team members alongside you so what's it been like communicating and leading your team through this crazy time yep so they actually were employees but um recently they've switched over to the subcontractors um that was just some legal requirements that they fit more the subcontractor requirements i'm not sure how different it is between our Aussie laws and your american laws um but that doesn't really change anything in my opinion um we're still as a team um i still call them team members and employees even though they're really not but (laughs) i think they're not too bothered about that um we're still operating the same way as what we were um for the most part um but just trying to let them know all the time that i am here that i'm if they need any help with anything, it doesn't have to be business related. Um, trying to give them as many jobs as I can, whether it's dog walking, pets. We don't really have many pets sitting or house at the moment. So obviously, people aren't going away. Um, so just as many dog walking jobs as we can, passing them on to them, but also trying to promote the business as much as possible because I think if you take this time to really um, reach as many people in the local community, promote the services that will benefit us later when people really need us and mm. when people go back to work especially. So just trying to build up um, the awareness of our business so that we can come back stronger and give more of those jobs to our workers. So what's that look like for you? Is that predominantly on social media or those flyers or just word of mouth kind of things? Yeah, so um, word of mouth's great. Um, I know a lot of people in our industry rely heavily on word of mouth, and it's definitely true. I, I think that's one of the best sources of advertising, I guess. 
Um, but another thing would definitely be social media, so Facebook especially. Um, in our local communities, like almost every suburb, every town, I guess, has their own social media page, like a community page. And then we also have some, like, support groups. I think there's one called the Gold Coast Girls in Business, and that's got, you know, thousands of people on it. Mm. And, like, promoting what we're doing on there has been really good. Um, and local businesses, they have shout-outs every week for um, local businesses. On the radio, they're doing a local shout-out for businesses as well. So, yeah, I think that's the best thing, um, the social media for us. We have, we've done some flyers, but we find that flyers aren't as effective as social media and word of mouth for sure. Well, yeah, they certainly don't have the kind of reach or, or permanence or shareability that a uh, social media post can get, uh, especially in this modern age. So that's... Uh, exactly, yeah. But that's interesting that you you had that group that came together and has been kind of pumping each other up and helping to support each other through through those shout outs. I mean, that's that's huge because it's not just about your business it's everybody else around you as you mentioned early on like it's hitting everybody so everybody needs help yeah definitely i'm actually quite proud of a lot of the little businesses around here we um yesterday i just had an invite to join this app someone created um a support gold coast businesses app and it's just got all of these fantastic little any kind of business just their listing on it and any offers that have got going so anybody can download that and see what businesses have to offer and then yeah we've got other little businesses helping other little businesses like cafes providing support for local businesses around them giving them free coffees so yeah it is really nice to see I think beside all the negative stuff that has come out of COVID there's been a lot of positive as well. It's been really cool to watch that happen and happen in real time of a lot previously I think before all this happened a lot of us felt kind of alone or isolated and by ourselves. And this has really been, I mean, a silver lining to this is just witnessing people come out of the woodwork to support each other and really be there for each other for the long haul. It seems as this you know, kind of stretches on and people need more and more help. It's been really, really cool to see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I like earlier in the year, I was working really long hours, like six to six quite often some days. Mm. And there wasn't really much time to do anything else. And when I did have time, I was too tired. So now it's just kind of definitely been an opportunity to take my foot off the um, the pedal and relax and also think about those other things like community, how you can give back. So it's definitely been a time of reflection and trying to figure out other ways to support um, local businesses and other people within the community. Right. If someone's listening to this and going, man, I would really love to do something with my local community. Do you have uh, ideas for them to start with, or maybe kind of some pointers for them to kind of help motivate them to get started? Yeah. Yeah. So um, what we've done, some people might see on our social medias is do uh, offer free walks for all our healthcare workers, free dog walks. Um, so at the moment we've kind of capped it at two per dog walk, sorry, two per healthcare worker because we've had quite a bit of demand, but hopefully we can offer some more than just two dog walks. Um, so that has been absolutely amazing. Like I initially started that just, you know, just as something nice to do, but then it really took off and we actually got, um, 
one of my friends, she works for the Gold Coast Bulletin, so it's a um, prominent newspaper around here. So she did a story on us and that was in the newspaper. And then the news caught wind of that, the TV news, and they uh, we had a story of us on TV on our just 7 o'clock news. <laughs> that was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never would have imagined that would have happened when I said that we were going to do some free walks. So that was um, really yeah, a surprise, um, but really grateful for that as well. And we actually got some really lovely people reaching out to us saying that we would even like to help offer some free walks, as in like we would work for you, um, which was really wow. sweet. Yeah. And then we also got another lady from Easy Dog, the pet product company, and she sent us a heaps of new leads and leashes. So that mm-hmm. was really generous of her. So I really highly recommend just thinking about that as a potential option. Um, It's definitely been great for us to get um, our business out and help the community and with that social media as well. um, It's not really like appropriate, I guess, to always just go posting about your business and what you offer on all these pages every week. But if you come across saying we're doing this free service, we really want to help out the community, people are a lot more likely to accept that on their, their community pages, like the admins are much more likely to let that be approved. Mm. And a lot of people, you know, are more interested in sharing that and engaging with that kind of post rather than you just promoting your services. So I'd highly recommend that just getting the word out a little bit more and what the positive things that you were doing rather than just just advertising so yeah it's definitely been really good for us there's a lot of things that have come out of it and we've been really lucky to have um, helped so many healthcare workers in our area right and all from something that seems so simple on the surface of a free walk like that yeah. to, to to people who do that for a living, like we're like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. But like people who desperately need that service, especially when they are at the hospital for long hours or emergency service workers doing other stuff, like that is a true lifesaver for them and their pet that they love and, and hold dear. And it is just a, a wonderful way to give back to the community in such a, such a simple, straightforward way. Yes, definitely. The, the people that we have helped, they're so, so grateful. Like they cannot stop thanking us for it. And, yeah, it really is, you know, an easy task for us. To, we do it day in, day out. So just being able to make some days is um, really good. I enjoy doing that. And, um, yeah, it's nice to see them happy and thankful as well. So through all of this, what's it been like communicating with your existing clients as far as how you're handling certain guidelines and restrictions or offering or changing services how have you how has it been communicating to them yeah so early on we just kind of said that we were taking extra precautions so no handshaking anymore and any meet and greets we haven't really done any meet and greets though to be honest because you know we haven't been able to do any pet sitting or house sitting so we've greatly cut back on the ingredients anyway mm. um but we're also doing we're using all our own leads and harnesses now so we are hands um washing those every evening once um we finish with the dog walks and using different leads for different dogs um so that's probably a couple of the main things that we've been doing we don't really need to wear masks i find here like majority of people aren't wearing masks 
um, I think that's quite different to what you guys have had over in the United States. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, just because we haven't had as many cases. Um, I think there's only like two at the moment on the Gold Coast, which is great. Wow. So we, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It was, I think it was like 400 at one point, but um, that was across Queensland. Um, but yeah, just the Gold Coast, it's only two. And we've had, oh, last week, it was zero cases for the entire week. Um, so yeah, we're definitely decreasing um, our rates at the moment. Hopefully, we won't get that second wave, but mm-hmm. we're not sure. Um, but yeah, just communicating to clients that we are taking those added precautions, and we've also just done up some little goodie bags for all our clients. Um, so unfortunately, we did have a few clients drop our dog walking service just because they don't have the funds anymore. Because maybe one of the um, one of the household members wasn't working anymore and they can't, they don't have that extra disposable income um, to afford dog walking. But we've still made up little goodie bags for them and all our current clients just as a thank you saying thank you for sticking with us during this tricky time or we look forward to having you back when things pick up and just having um, some little treats in there. So we bought, so we, this is another thing that we do for the community. We, um, we went around just messaging lots of little pet product services in our area and just saying, would you like to be part of our goodie bags? And they've given us some little discount codes for all our clients and maybe some leads or some other ones, a little um, treats for the dogs, um, bandanas. So we've got heaps of little um, necessaries for the dogs and they're all like discount codes for our clients to use Um, another one is like they another company called winston co bakery they made a little um treat for us and then they imprinted our logo into all the treats um so we bought some of those off them and they're all all going in the goodie bag so that's another good way to say thank you to your clients i think but also support all those little businesses around as well and kind of um shout out to all our clients you know here are these guys as well um you can support them as well so yeah that's definitely something that's really good to do i think all your clients and also those other small businesses out there. Yeah. And as you mentioned earlier, it's yes, in a sense, it is marketing, but it's thinking way down the line right now. It's just supporting each other. It just happens to also be bringing together the community and putting names and faces and brands in front of other people who might not have known about them before. And so it's, it's a really, you know, it's a win-win for everybody in those situations. Exactly. Yeah. It's um, not just promoting your, promoting what you're doing and those extra services, but promoting um, the free services that you're offering and getting your name out there, your brand. So that's important as well. You can't just really, it's not really, I know it's tempting just to kind of sit down and relax for however many weeks and do nothing. But I think it's also one of the times that you can be most productive as well. Yeah, it is. And focus on uh, some, you know, it may be productive focusing on on yourself and your mental health or focusing on investing back into the community and your clients and the people around you. One of the things that I hope that we all take away from this is that although we felt like we were alone, we never really were. And the immense importance of community and that it, it is worth to, to invest in others and to put aside concerns over competition or whatever and just be in it together. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's really important, especially in times like these where we need to get behind 
as many people as we can, especially those people doing it tough. Um, yeah, so community is really big for us over here. I'm, I'm curious what the next couple weeks look like for you, and then and then kind of extending that a little bit, what you feel like the rest of the year is going to be for you. I know nobody has a a, a crystal ball or can <laughs> see the future, but just kind of how yeah. how you're feeling right now, how you see the business going in the next kind of weeks and, and next months. Yeah, so at the moment, the government has um, started this plan, I guess it's three-stage plan, and which will last over the next, I think it's maybe three months, um, three different stages. Um, and next month, they're starting to open a little bit more travel in terms of if you can go up to 150 kilometres. Not sure what that is in miles. Sorry, <laughs> um, that's okay. Around. We'll make people do the conversion. Don't worry. We'll, they can they can convert. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 150 kilometers from your house, and that includes being able to do um, overnight stays somewhere, so not just day trips. So fingers crossed, people might go camping, go caravanning out in the bush somewhere. Right. So we might have more pet and house bits coming through then, fingers crossed. So I imagine I've heard of quite a few people just setting up tents in their backyard. So oh. maybe if they could um, look towards <laughs> doing that elsewhere, we might get some more jobs through, fingers crossed. And um, people are getting a bit bored and stuck inside their houses. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully a little bit busier within the next coming month. Um, Long term, I, yeah, it just really depends on our borders as well. Um, I'm not sure yet whether they're opening up our state borders, whether or not we can cross certain states. And they're also looking at doing a bubble between Australia and New Zealand. So Mm -hmm. after allowing travel between the two countries, we are quite close to NZ. Um, So that might be on the cards as well. And so I guess if they do open up those international borders, it will also bring us a little bit more business, fingers crossed. But, um, yeah, that's not for a while off. And that's even if we don't have a second wave, like that's still quite um, quite a big possibility, that second wave of COVID. Fingers Mm. crossed we don't have it. But, um, yeah, we really will see. Um, And just doing some more things with the business, we're going to offer some more offers like um book one book three dog walks book four dog walks get one free so we're going to do a couple of those just to try and pick up some more business and we actually need to work on our website we've solely relied on social media and word of mouth the past i don't know six years that i've been doing this um it's worked out pretty well for us so far but um i think yeah now that i have this time just like calm quiet time it's probably the best time to be doing a website so we're going to hopefully get that up and running um we also before all this happened we're looking at doing the pet wedding chauffeur i think maybe some of your podcast listeners offer that um so just going taking the dogs to weddings to their owners weddings to be part of that day for them so we were really beginning to do that right before all of this happened and then yeah, unfortunately, that kind of got canned because people weren't getting married anymore <laughs> and <laughs> allowed more than, like, three or four people at a wedding. So, yeah, that quickly went out the window. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe we can start bringing that back in and promoting that on our socials and on our 
soon to be website. So yeah, that's definitely something that we can look into doing in the future. Yeah. I do have to note 150 kilometers is 93 miles. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do the conversion for people. So, uh, but it really sounds like, you know, you are looking around and going, okay, what can I do to make the best of the situation? What are those things that have been on my plate or been on the back burner that maybe weren't as important or I didn't have time for? Okay, let's bring all of that forward and let's start working through it. Yeah, definitely. I When this all happened, I kind of made a pact to myself just to, you know, we were going to take a bit of a hit being in our industry and people not traveling anymore. Those pet and house sit bookings definitely are not going to happen the next however many months. But yeah, I did make a pact just to try and come out of all of this stronger than what we were going into it. And yeah, it's working out okay so far. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty happy with how we're looking. But um, yeah, you don't really know what the future is going to hold. So just preparing the business as much as possible for that. We all wish to be stronger on the back end of this, but we don't know. And so what can we be doing right now to make ourselves as, as strong and build that foundation as, as thick and as robust as possible? It's, it's, it really is a good time to be doing all of those things. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the show today and, and sharing and giving us insights and in how you are connecting and promoting your local community and giving back along the way. If people want to follow along on your Facebook or, or other social media outlets, uh, how can they do that and how can they get in touch? So we've got those two socials. Uh, Instagram, we only started up two, three months ago, so we don't have that much of a following on there. But you can find that at www.instagram.com slash happyhoundspetservices and a little underscore at the bottom at the end. Or you can find us on Facebook, which is www.facebook.com slash happyhoundspetservices. And you're welcome to send us an email or just send us a message if you have any questions. That's more than okay. Okay, wonderful. Well, again, Natalie, we really appreciate you coming on today and uh, we'll be in touch and want to see how things progress for you throughout the rest of the year. No problem. Thank you for having me. Good luck to everyone. Stay strong, stay positive. It really is all about community. Whether we realize it or not, we are part of something much larger than just ourselves and our business. There are people around us that are being impacted, that need help, and are willing to help. Natalie's story of sharing of how local businesses came together to help promote each other while at the same time providing services and meeting the needs of their clients really does just go to show how it can all work together. All of our experiences have been different, and some of us might not have that support around us or might not think it's there. So. If you have reached out to people in your community and, and have similar stories or something else that you'd like to share, we would love to hear about it. Join us on our Facebook group, Sitter Confessionals, and tell us about it. Or shoot us an email at PetSitterConfessional.com or, better yet, leave us a voicemail. 